Welcome, listeners. Today's topic is an old-time radio episode, The Jewel of Carly, by the Halls of Fantasy Series, and I think you're going to love it. A lot of screaming in this one. <laughs> but, before we jump in, what do you know about Carly? Some of you might know that she's a deity from another culture. Some of you might know that Carly comes from Hindu beliefs, and that her skin is the color of the darkest midnight blue. Kali herself, though, in her earliest appearance in literature, is deemed the destroyer of evil forces and a divine protector. For me, though, as an outsider, her illustrations portray her as a demon or monster despite her protective role and demeanor in Hindu belief. You'll hear and see what I mean later, and how the halls of fantasy writers at the time, in the 1950s, worked this to their advantage. The origin word of Kali actually refers to the concept of time, completion of time or rather the full cycle of time. She represents the changes of life or death. The origins of her namesake also lend themselves to Kalaratri or Kalika, meaning deep blue night and deep blue one, which is where the skin tone of Kali translates to or stems from. Her worshippers fall under a branch of Hindu denominations, particularly Shaktism, being one of her main categories. Shaktism is the doctrine of power, energy, and the eternal goddess, which lend their worship to feminine supremes, goddesses like Kali. Interestingly, they perceive that masculine and feminine realities are independent from one another, yet work as one in a form of dualism. So the supremes often represent two realities working as one, Kali in particular represents Mother Nature, or the force of nature, life, death, combat, and peace, ying and yang, for example, each opposing dualities that work in tandem. Kali, much like many other deities in this denomination, are also worshipped and praised by her followers with animal sacrifice, cockerels, goats, and water buffaloes, for example, in a honoring ritual to her power and good nature. Now, let's loop back to her appearance because she is definitely striking. Well, a little bit more than striking, perhaps terrifying is another way to put it. <laughs> the fact that she looks terrifying though doesn't seem to bother those that worship her. In fact, they see her physical presence as fierce and terrifying to those that do evil. But to me as an outsider, Kali would definitely at first be mysterious, dangerous, and frankly, creepy. She has black hair, blue skin, covered in blood and smiling at me with a snake-like tongue. And mates, if I saw that, at night, outside my house, or on the battlefield, I couldn't get myself out of wherever she was fast enough. But looks are definitely deceiving. And in this case, it isn't just her blue skin, black hair, or attitude that people recall most. The part that everyone remembers is that Kali has four hands, each with tools that hold separate meanings. Alongside this, she rides on a lion, which is pretty badass. <laughs> now, as I mentioned, people do often recall that she has four arms, more often than not, but most people don't know why. Two hands often hold a sword and the severed head, whilst the other two hold religious icons, Abhaya and Varada Mudras. The sword represents divine knowledge, the head resembles human ego, and the two mudras represent fearlessness and blessings. In seeing her iconography and design, in my mind I created a slight link to the weights of justice that we see in our courts. Kali in a sense holds the balance of nature, strength, belief, 
and willpower in her four hands. So now you know a little bit more about Carly. And our old time radio episode today will place you in the center of it all. But in listening to it with this new knowledge, it may give you a different perspective, I hope. Is she a monster? A protector? Or a force of nature? Perhaps Carly is all three. Listeners, have a fantastic day and a lovely night. I'm going to sign off here because there is a huge storm coming and I might not get a chance to finish recording. Sometimes in my neck of the woods, the power just gets cut out. So take it easy and I'll see you Wednesday for something different. And as always, till next we meet. And now... You, Kedridge? Yes. I heard a scream. Yes, so did I. It sounded like Sheldon. We'd better take a look. Yeah. Sheldon, are you all right? Sheldon? Here. There'll be a lot of match. Sheldon, are you. Kedridge? What's the matter with them? Both of them. They're. dead. Fantasy will present the Jewels of Kali in just a moment. And now for our story entitled The Jewels of Kali. George Mayer had asked us to meet him at his cabin on the lake. Elaine and I knew that Kettridge was going to be there, but we couldn't understand why he hadn't gone to George's apartment in the city. At any rate, we wanted to hear about Kettridge's trip to India, and so Friday evening we drove out of the city heading for the cabin. Looks like it's going to rain. Yeah, maybe the storm won't break till we get to the cabin. Though. I hope not. It makes it treacherous driving on wet roads. I don't think we'll have any trouble. Do you know Kettridge, Lloyd? I met him once, it was all. Hmm. I doubt if he'll remember me. It was a long time ago. Uh, three or four years before we were married. Hmm. There have been several stories in the paper lately about the Kettridge expedition. The reporters have been comparing it to the men who found the tomb of Tutankhamun. I know. Two of his party died before they left India and another one over here. 
That only leaves Kettridge and Porter. And they're saying that some kind of curse follows the members of the expedition. Well, that's superstitious nonsense, Elaine. The three who died were older men. Because they died within a few weeks of each other, the papers are having a field day. It builds up circulation. I don't know, Lloyd. I, I think there's more to it than that. Hmm? How do you mean? Well, I don't know. It's, it's a feeling I have. A, a lot of the stories jumped from one thing to another, as, as if they were deliberately leaving something out, something too terrible to put down. Well, here's that storm. The rain's going to slow us down. Well, be careful. I'd, I'd just as soon get there in one piece. Don't worry, you will. Uh, are you really serious about those stories you read? Yes, Lloyd, I, I am. I'm just as serious as I can be. I'm sure that there's a lot more behind those stories. Something that might make us think twice before going up to this cabin. You know how it is. Every once in a while we get a, a warning, a premonition of things to come. That's what had happened to Elaine. She didn't know what it was, but she knew that something was wrong. What she didn't know was that we would meet death up there at the cabin. It took us an hour longer than it usually did to reach George's cabin. Do you have everything? I guess so. Well, let's go then. All right. It's going to feel mighty good to get inside. Did Ketridge drive up with George? I think he's coming up by himself. Oh, well, he's not here then. Look, there's only George's car. Yeah, he'll probably get here soon. <sighs> Certainly gets cold up here at night. Oh, you must have heard us drive up. Hey, hey, George. Hi, George. You made it all right. Yeah. Oh, why shouldn't we? Well, it's storm and all. I thought maybe you wouldn't come. Come on in. Ketridge <sighs> uh, hasn't arrived yet, has he? No, no, no. Just uh, set your things down over there. Uh, pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> uh. Maybe it's a good thing we came up here after all, George. I can get in a little fishing. Tomorrow morning, we'll go out early. Good. Now, how about a hot cup of coffee? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Well, just sit on down. I'll get it for you. All right. You uh, want some, don't you, Lane? Oh, try to stop me. I uh, wonder when Ketridge will get here. Oh, pretty soon, I imagine. Uh, take your cups. He's a pretty worried fellow. All right. You saw the papers, didn't you? Yes, we, we saw the stories. I'll leave this here in case you want seconds. Okay. Is there anything to those stories, George? Well, Kettridge says there is. How do you mean? Well, he says he's lucky to be alive. Why? He said something about Kali's curse. Curse? That's right. He seems to think that everyone who is in the Lost Temple is going to die. But there's no hope for any of them. What was that? An animal. A dog. Or a wolf, probably. Oh, oh. Why does he think that they're going to die? Well, probably because three of the party already have. He and Porter are the only ones left. He seems to think there was a curse on any who defiled the lost temple of Kali, especially on those who took the jewels of Kali. This is the first time I've heard anything about jewels. What jewels? Well, Kettridge told me that the idol held a ruby in each of its four hands. His group took the jewels. And ever since, their steps have been followed by death. <laughs> Don't get so nervous, Elaine. It's probably just a dog out in the rain. That wasn't a dog. Then what was it? I, I don't know. Hey, a car just pulled up outside. Well, that must be Kettridge. Henry? Is that you? Yes, I'll be right in. Lloyd. Yes, dear? That wasn't an animal I heard. You're letting your imagination be the best of you, Elaine. Calm down, calm down. 
Well, it's so good to see you, Henry. Oh, thank you, George. Ah, Henry. Henry, these are the Erskins, uh, Lloyd and Elaine, Henry Kedrich. Uh, how do you do? It's a how pleasure. Do you do? Cup of coffee, Henry? No, uh, no, thank you. What's the matter? Anything wrong? Yes, plenty. What is it? Just before I left town, I learned that Porter had died. What? Yes, that's right. Porter and I were the only ones left, and now he's dead. I'm the last one of the party left alive. That my turn is next. What about the jewels? I have them, all of them, with me. Porter gave me the two he had. He said he didn't want them anymore. He was afraid, and he thought that by giving them away to me, that he would escape death. But he was wrong. Didn't do him any good. That means that I am the last one that soon, perhaps within the next few hours, I'll be dead too. seemed to be getting worse. We stood there, the four of us, in George Mayer's cabin. Our eyes were turned to Henry Kettridge, whose face was white and drawn with the fear he felt inside of him. That means that I'm the last one, that soon, perhaps within the next few hours, I'll be dead, too. Do you really believe that, Mr. Kettridge? What else do you expect me to believe? There were five of us in that trip, four are dead. I'm the only one left alive. Why don't you tell us about it? It's not a pleasant tale, believe me. Tell us what happened. All right. We've heard stories of a lost temple of Kali. As you know, the British government outlawed Kali worship many years ago. But we had heard of a lost temple some 15 miles northwest of the Indian city of Amritsar. We heard also that she held in each of her four hands jewels of tremendous wealth, each one a fortune in itself. We set out from Amritsar. None of us knew that we were walking to certain death. It is a particularly barren country, rocky and mountainous. We had a difficult time traveling. At length, however, we came across a valley hidden by the encircling mountains. I remember it was towards dusk. Porter and I saw it first. Ketridge. Look. Yes, I see it, Porter. That must be the lost temple. Sitting down there in the center of the valley. I imagine it is. Those stories about the priceless jewels. Do you think they're true? The stories about the lost temple were true, were they? Yes, only I... What was that? I don't know. then for the first time. The sun had just slipped behind the mountains and the sky was dulling quickly into ever more darker shades of blue. The voice seemed to filter through the air so that it seemed to come from all directions at once. We decided then to push on that night, to travel until we reached the lost temple. We reached the temple several hours later and stood there bathed in the shimmering light of the moon. I think that all of us at that moment sensed that there was something inside that temple, something that was alive and wasn't just a graven image in stone. Yet, we couldn't turn back. We walked inside the temple. 
No one was there save the black and besmeared idol of Kali, who held out her four stone arms beckoning to us. We stopped before her, and saw that in each of her four hands she held a huge, glittering ruby. We took the gems and left the temple. Later that night, we made camp. All of us felt that we'd done something wrong, but we knew that we wouldn't return the rubies. Sometime after we retired for the night, I heard the voice. But I put it down to my imagination. I must have fallen off to sleep. What woke me was Sheldon's scream. Is that you, Kendrick? Yes. I heard a scream. Yes, so did I. Tell me, Blake. Sheldon's going to take a look. Right. Sheldon, are you all right? Sheldon. Let me let him ask. Sheldon, are you all right? the imprint of the stranglers, the fancy cars rope. Kali, the wife of Siva, had struck back at us. Sheldon and Friedman were the first to die. Manning was next, and tonight I learned that Porter had joined them. I'm the only one left. They all died the same way? Yes, with the fancy cars rope around their necks. Here, I'll show you the jewels. Those are the jewels of Kali. Oh, I've never seen anything so beautiful. They're so large. I'd like to examine them more closely. Don't touch them, George. To touch them means death. <coughs> Who's that? Well, just the sound of an animal out in the storm. Well, I hope it was only that. You don't think they followed you out here, do you? They would follow me anywhere. Those who worship Kali. Either they would, or she would. She would? Why, you talk as if... As if you think that stone idol of Kali were alive. Yes, I do. It sounds insane, I know. But I'm firmly convinced that that stone idol lives in a way not apparent to us. That she will demand revenge for the wrong we've done her. Well, calm down, Henry. I can't be calm with the knowledge that she demands her revenge. I can't be calm when I know that she will only be satisfied when I am dead. Just like all the others. Now, listen. I heard that cry earlier tonight. And they followed me here. What? That's right. They followed me here. For the sound you just heard was the cry of the priests of Kali. She's out there somewhere. Somewhere in the storm. You don't mean that you believe that, that the idol of Kali is out there in the storm waiting for you? Either the idol itself or one of her followers. Lloyd, let's take a look outside. All right. Don't go out there. No nonsense, Henry. If anything's out there, we might as well see what it is. Be careful. Don't worry about a thing. All right. You ready? Yes. Let's go. You think he's telling the truth? Well, there'd be no reason for him to lie to us. I still can't believe it. Well, we'll see if there's anybody around the cabin itself. If he's telling the truth... George? What? Look. Over there, by the window. Oh, I don't see anything. I thought I saw someone over there. Let's take a look. All right. Now, you must have been mistaken. I don't see how. There's not even any footprints outside the wind. Wait a minute. What's the matter? This. What'd you find? It's a piece of rope. Rather a 
a noose with a knot in it. Maybe Kedridge is right. Maybe someone is following him. What do you mean? Kedridge has described this noose to me before. This is the type of rope and knot the fancy cars used, Lloyd. This is the sacrificial rope of the priests of Kali. Kedridge felt sure that someone was outside the cabin, hidden from us by the storm. George and I had gone outside to see if we could find anything. For a moment, I thought I saw a man standing next to the cabin by the window. When we walked over to look, we found nothing but a noose of rope. Kedridge has described this noose to me before. This is the type of rope and not the fancy guys used, Lloyd. This is the sacrificial rope of the priests of Kali. How did it get here? I don't know. Well, there are no footprints here, except ours. I thought I saw someone standing over here. I can't be sure, but I thought I saw someone. If anyone has been over here, we'd be able to see their footprints. And how did the rope get here? I don't know. Listen. Yes, I heard it too. There is someone out there. But where? You can't see anything because of the storm. We'd better get back inside. I think you're right. Let's go. Are we going to show Ketrick? Yes. I'm sorry I asked you and your wife up here, Lloyd. If I'd known anything like this was going to happen... Oh, forget it, forget it. Look. Do you see what I see? Yes. Just for a second, outlined by the lightning, it looked like the statue of a woman with four arms. Kali comes for you. Lloyd? Yes. I hear the sound of heavy, slow steps. Let's get inside. Right. Let us inside. Here. What's the matter, Lloyd? You you look as if you'd seen a ghost. We found this. The strangler's rope. That's right, and... And what else? We saw something else. What did you see, man? Tell me. The lightning flashed a moment, and we saw something that looked like a statue of a woman with four arms. She reached them out to us and said, Kali comes for you. Yes. What are we going to do? Maybe we'd better go out to the cars and get away from here. What do you say, George? I think you're right. You'll be insane. You wouldn't have a chance. They won't let us get away. If we go outside that door, we'll be walking to our deaths. What do you propose doing? Waiting here until they come for us? Yes. At least they won't be able to get us outside in the dark. I think we should take our chance and leave. So do I. And I agree with them. Waiting here only means certain death for all of us. If we make a run for it, we may get away. Let's get our things together and leave. All right. Yes. Stop. Huh? You're going to stay here with me. Henry, where'd you get that gun? I've carried it with me ever since I left India. We're not leaving. We're going to wait here. Don't be a fool, Ketridge. I'm not being a fool. I'm tired of running. This is the end of the trail for me. I'm not running anymore. And you're not going to either. Maybe we can get away, Henry. Maybe. I don't think so. Stay where you are, George. I'm warning you. Don't you think that... The next time the bullet won't be over your head. All right, Henry. You win. Look, I don't like to do this. There's no other way. Ever since we returned to the States to split up, I've had to face this thing alone. It's only a question of time when they'll catch up with me. I can't run anymore. I can't face death alone. Maybe they won't hurt you. There's no reason why they should. After all, you didn't steal the jewels of Kali. We did. And I'm the only one of that group's left alive. They all died alone. I don't want to. I need people near me. So that when it comes, I can face my death with courage and not die like a screaming coward. All right, Henry. We give you our word. We won't run away. Thank you. Kali. 
comes for you. It won't be long now. We have only to wait. Take a look out the window, Lloyd. See if you can see anything. Right. Do you see anything? It's so dark out there with the storm and all, I can't see. Wait a minute. The lightning. The thing is less than a hundred feet from the cabin. What? The yeah, idol, the idol. I hear it out there. It's getting close to the cabin. You three, get over to the other side of the room. I'll stay here. But we can't. There's no time to argue. Get over there quickly. What are you going to do, Henry? I'll wait for it here. Maybe the gun will stop it. It's on the porch outside. Be quiet. It's just outside the door. Be quiet. Don't move. No matter what happens. It stopped. Just the moment it's going to quiet. Carly comes for you. Look out, Henry. Stay away from me. Yes, it's gone. And it took Henry and the jewels back with it. Where did it come from? Henry believed that it came all the way from the lost temple 50 miles northwest of the Indian city of Amritsar. But what was it? That that black grinning face with the grotesque body and and those four arms? That was Kali, the wife of Siva, the Hindu deity of destruction. If I hadn't seen it, I would never have believed it. Yes, I know, but you did see it. The stone idol was here. All the way from India, it came to fulfill the curse on those who defiled the temple and stole the jewels of Kali. I hear and obey Mother Kali. I shall follow them to the ends of the earth, and they shall know that I follow them. Peace they shall not have, nor quiet rest, and their days shall be lived in fear of the death who creeps behind them. One by one shall they die. And we shall return, bearing with us the jewels of Kali. Kali! So runs tonight's tale of the unusual, the terrifying, the unknown. Join us again when next we journey down the corridors of the Hall of Fantasy to hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. <laughs>